Hey everyone, this is Shanil Rakhul Prasad Academy Podcast. Where our mission is to bring you tools and inspiration from all around the globe, which can help you ascend on this mountain of life. For this episode of the podcast, we have with us Dr. Divya Hirani. She's a mindset coach, a renowned poet, the best-selling author of the book of Illusions and Ink Spills. Divya's work is dedicated to empowering millennials who aim to live their best lives. Her approach, the perspective she brings into when it comes to mental health and healing, is really unique and distinctive. During this whole conversation, I was fascinated by her choice of words and her understanding when it comes to the power they contain. On the podcast, we delve into the transformative power of words, the art of using self-expression as the means of self-healing, the key to freely expressing yourself among many insightful topics. So, without further ado. Let's get into it. I wanted to start this conversation with you uh, with one of your poem uh, I found on your Instagram, and mm-hmm. it just hit me. I think it's a best place to start this conversation. I think you know, like it just summarizes our whole conversation for for today. So I'll read yeah. it to you, and then probably you can elaborate and explain a little bit about yeah. the context and the inspiration behind your poem. Okay. Sure. The poem goes like this: mm-hmm. With the power of thoughts alone, you could elevate yourself from a state of forlorn. In the clutches of paralyzing negativity, you may be an iron grip of debilitating malarkey, but if you imagine yourself to embody. your highest self actively rejecting the parts of you that are shoddy break free from crippling chains of constraints you will no longer identify as a helpless caged animal your agency will come back to you as you conquer your id they take a leaf from the diary of this wimpy kid yeah yeah so So, what exactly did you want to know? The thought. I found, behind? yeah, I found this uh, poem really helpful when it, like, when it comes to, especially for someone who's, let's say, struggling with their mental health. I think you address a lot of great points there, and it's really profound. Like you address the power of thoughts, and you talk about elevating yourself, you know, and. Mm-hmm. then you tell the person like the power of imagination let's say you can Im- imagine yourself and you can function from your highest self breaking free you know from mm-hmm. let's say your the person who's feeling helpless at that point of time and caged and yeah you talk about the aid so there's a lot of things we can tap into you know here and try to understand the psychology behind it and i think your understanding of human psychology is really brilliant oh thank you yeah they say i'm a natural psychologist but yeah i you know i'm just a mindset coach purely mm-hmm. born out of my own desire and desperation to uplift my own psyche yeah makes sense i can totally relate to that so basically in this poem uh, i'm just uh as the as the lines mention i'm sort of invoking my highest self and it is a poem which was meant for me when i was in a slump and i was just in a state of inaction and feeling really rejected 
low powerless you know all of that like the whole uh, barrage of human em- emotions that you go through on on a day to day basis but you know once it gets out of hand this is my poetic process wherein i literally um with the help of words try to motivate myself first out of that state of feeling uh, down and out and then i go on to the socials and share it because my thought is that if this has helped me so much to break out of my spell of um inactivity then you know hopefully uh, if i put it out there uh, other people can relate to it and you know they can be helped in the process as well so this is you know the thought behind the poem itself yeah can can you share a probably a story or some anecdote where somebody you know really got influenced by the, the you know the your words and it just changed their life yeah so um i mean there's a small poem it's a micro poem that i wrote about uh, how bad intentions and vibes can consume us and uh, you know they can literally put us under their spell and um, how it is our uh, constant you know striving for a better tomorrow and it is our constant um, you know just attempt to have a better future that often makes it get get past these uh, you know very uh, sort of dampening and impeding uh, states or phases that we go through so what happened was that this poetry actually uh, reached one of my now long term readers and she shared it with her niece mm-hmm. her niece was like uh, suicidal at that point unfortunately and she was undergoing a lot of uh, trauma and she was just finding herself really isolated and alone and uh, when she read this uh, particular micro poem that uh, my reader sent her uh, she actually felt like she was identified like she felt identified and understood and she felt as though it was you know just okay to not be okay so uh, yeah so i love it and where did your journey started as we were talking about in our pre podcast conversation you know your i think your stories really inspiring can you talk a little bit about that like yeah sure so um basically um in factual terms like i graduated as a dentist and i came to the uk to create a better future for myself without like i just took the chance you know i didn't know which way i was going to go but i knew that i was determined enough to make it in this country on my terms and uh, unfortunately within a month of me moving to the uk my dad passed away and that was really sudden and um unexpected and uh basically uh i it it just fro- like i just froze in my tracks basically i just felt like literally the worst feeling in the world like it was something which was much more than i could handle at that time or cope with so um 
but then you know i had no choice because when you come to the uk you realize that you have to be on the hamster wheel working every single day like you don't have a choice right. you know to sustain yourself you have to work so i uh, you know worked in various sectors like in healthcare itself so worked in optics i worked in cosmetic dentistry um and a lot like medical insurance i i did all this uh, whilst i was studying and finally um i kind of um re- like i decided to settle down in technology so uh, i've been in my field of technology for the past 6 years and like i, I have worked in various multinationals as well as non-profits and uh, currently i'm really loving life because uh, you know i think i found my calling and yeah. i really enjoy my job and uh, basically uh my challenge was to be able to overcome all the you know not only was i traumatized uh and that is just an understatement i was much worse than traumatized i was like almost like a vegetable you know i mean i could not think clearly and i could not function clearly in the midst of all that chaos i had to you know work and study and build my future so the the issue here was that um i mean you know like i was quite vulnerable at that point in time as you can imagine so i mean some people just you know there there were certain individuals who um thought that they were going to kick me while i was down and you know they were just going to make sure that they drove the last nail in my coffin and that i never come out of this state of absolute you know a uh, crippling anxiety and trauma and you know all the good stuff so um my challenge was to overcome that and um you know i i i, I was so determined to not let uh, all the negativity and all the you know naysayers as you mentioned like i i i was very determined that i was going to show them that you know what they say is not you know what goes and especially not in my life like i'm in control of my destiny and you know no matter what life throws at me i'm going to make sure that that is the case so yeah okay yeah. i'm curious like what first change you made in yourself in your life and mm-hmm. how you overcame all of that from that position and coming to now you know who you are and what part writing and poetry played in all of your journey right so um you know my poetry journey in the uk started in the privacy of my home and i mean um i often thought that you know there's a whole world out there and i'm feeling really disconnected with the world right now because because of my circumstances you know because i was so tied down to my work and to my studies that uh, i had no way of socializing and you know you you 
basically hollywood puts a glamour spell on you making you think that you know like if you come to the west it's going to be all you know fun and games and you know it's going to be so uh, like mind blowingly um entertaining for you or it's going to be such a light and breezy experience and that's not the case that's not you the know case. the reality nope absolutely not everybody so here thinks like that that's so true with what you're saying everybody here yeah. believes that if you go there your yeah. life is all glamorous and you're living like you know james bond <laughs> Probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do, I do know what you're talking about, and I was in the same category. I used to think that you know I just have to leave India to kind of be able to really develop my wings and fly high as I wanted to. However, I mean, even though today I can say that yes, I have made that happen for myself in a way, yeah. but the process, you know, the journey that. uh i did undergo to get to here was not straightforward and in fact it was really like you know arduous and um i feel like um i mean at least for me you know cuz i was juggling so many things along with grieving the loss of my dad so for me it was not a very pleasant experience and i feel like poetry helped me because it basically allowed me to express myself and my deepest darkest insecurities and my fears and uh, all you know all of the sort of emotions that made me the vulnerable person i had become so in a way i was using it as a tool to break out of that phase that i had found myself in and also i was using poetry to you know sort of suss out the country and the new country the new environment cuz you know i would you know often write uh, po- like i was blogging um since blogging wasn't cool like i was writing mm-hmm. my poetry in poetry.com okay and sharing it yeah so i was sharing it with a lot of people and most of them happened to be westerners so um you know i was understanding the culture i was writing about those aspects of the culture that i found intriguing and um you know so it was a rich experience in the way that not only did it troubleshoot my emotional issues but it also allowed me to um you know really get my hands dirty with the english culture and with the western world and you know like not not what we see on netflix or not what we see on the big screen but you know what it is you know just see it for what it is really so it helped me to experience and explore that reality better what major difference did you found when it comes to how you know indians see the world and how westerners see the world well uh indians for example i mean as you know we have this blessed education system that you know uh that we cannot escape no indian can escape that uh nobody is that lucky so uh you know like and then based on the education that we are offered uh in our con- in in india basically uh 
that decides the quality of life you're going to lead. And, um, you know, because everything is so competitive and everything is so like the resources are so limited and restricted. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel like, uh, you know, it brings out quite, you know, like it brings out the dark side in most people. You know, it obviously nobody's jaded to begin with. Like when we enter, you know, our childhood, like when we go into our formative, you know, institutions like schools, etc. Like there is a degree of innocence there in the students. And but then you soon realize, you know, that it is all a game. You just realize that you really need to uh you know, be on your A game if you want to survive. So I, I would say it's more cutthroat in India, right? And that trickles down into interpersonal relationships and, you know, all of that. So uh, as far as the West is concerned, I feel like just because they are endowed, like they're much better endowed with resources and with, um, you know, just a better sort of, even in like IQ intellect and like just the even their basic education is of a higher quality and higher degree so that prepares them for if not the academic world then the world of work but everybody finds their way you know in the west like people do find their way and yeah but you know obviously if you hear as an immigrant like I was that that can get really challenging but people who are born here uh they usually i mean um they know that you know they would know that even if they're turning 40 next year they can turn their life around you know there's that hope i think yeah you have a fascinating mind and i wish i could peek into your brain and i can just learn all the words you know really? <laughs> your choice of words is really really fascinating and thank you i'm curious when and why did you you know started writing i started writing as i was saying you know very early on like i used to listen to a lot of uh, songs and you know, consume their lyrics separately and I would read a lot of verse and, you know, I just started to kind of take it all in, process it and in a sense, like I would remix it and then create something, you know, which was a rehashed version of what I had read. So this is what, this is the way my mind is wired, basically. So this Mm -hmm. is what I do. So um, basically... I had started work uh I had started writing poetry when I was a kid basically uh but you know more seriously uh I started writing when I came to the UK uh in my blog like I, I have been blogging since 2010 and then um I wrote the book in 2017 and then I put out micro poetry on instagram ever since you know since 2017 i think barely a day has gone by when i haven't put out you know a micro poem or a spoken word piece you know on my platform and the reason i do it is to hold myself accountable and also you know because 
I feel like this is my way of giving back and contributing to, you know, those people in the society that, um, unfortunately, like like me, they they have had their challenges and struggles. So if I can help even a single person, you know, I mean that is that is so fulfilling and satisfying for me, and. Of course, I write because, uh, you know, it heals me as well. So, uh, I mean, I have what they call like a very heavy pain body around my chest. And Mm -hmm. basically, that means that uh, whenever I recall incidents that have, uh, you know, affected my mental health in any way or traumatized me, like that pain body gets really heavy and my chest gets constricted and my breath becomes heavy. And, you know, so... these are also signs and symptoms of anxiety so basically I use uh, the tool of writing or the what they call sublimation of repressed emotions to basically uh, create something which is of worth and value as well as to find an outlet for my you know sort of often crippling emotions which can't come out in any other way so yeah what you're saying just reminds me of you know one of your poetry which i wrote down Mm -hmm. most of us are forced to revisit traumatic memories and related people as a habit yeah it is the stress chemicals they generate in our brain to which we are an addict try as we may we can't quit smoking that intellectual cigarette that's so fucking true it's like uh, all these traumatic memories and all these negative thoughts we want to let them you know we don't want to think them we don't want to you know remember those memories but what happens is we keep going back to them again and again and that's the truth here you know your poetry portrays here and yes it is like an addiction totally totally it's like a cigarette you can't you know if somebody has been a smoker it's exactly like that you know it's bad for you you know it's not doing anything good for you but you can't stop you know can you talk a little bit about that sure so um i did a bit of research for this particular poem Mm -hmm. and i came across cold hard facts that you know the uh, chemical of adrenaline that gets secreted in our brains when we think about you know something traumatic that has happened or something somebody said that has triggered us you know that that is what we get addicted to or that is what you know the basic uh, like for example if you uh, are familiar with dopamine it gives you a hit right it gives you a high but this actually uh, gives you a, a high in a very negative sense and also this is something which is addictive this is a chemical that your brain is addicted to this hit of adrenaline that you get and adrenaline is linked with the stress that you experience or you know the very phenomena of getting triggered basically so uh, I mean we get addicted to it and then we revisit it you know, we revisited and like this happens with most of the people I've spoken to. And 
that's what made me write this down because in case you're wondering why you do this to yourself you know like what's the it's like the rancid milk that you shouldn't be smelling but you keep smelling it right so like why are we doing this so it's because we are addicted to it and that's why you would notice that you know people who uh, have like maybe you know they have grudges against you whatever like uh, you would find them stalking you or you would find you know examples of people who uh you you basically might have had one interaction with them but something you said triggered them to the extent that it developed in them a hatred or a rivalry for you so you know you would see that they would keep revisiting you and checking to see what you are doing with your life and that's for the exact same reason it's it's more like visceral like it's bodily it's not something that is so much a game of feelings or emotions you know yeah so <laughs> makes total sense can you share or read one or more of your poems you know which you find the most fascinating sure so this one is called abundance academy and i know that your channel is called same <laughs> okay cool so it goes this game is rigged in your favor if you choose to accept that as your reality there are so many miracle macarons for you to savor in the quantum afternoon tea so this poem actually combines my love for food and um quantum physics in a way cuz mm. uh you know it is my see i use quantum physics as a tool very early on because i was so devastated with my actual reality that i was finding explanations as to how there could be alternate realities that you know could also be existing along with the experiential reality so that i found you myself you understand quantum right and yeah you like synchronicities yeah yeah so i'll i'll give you one synchronicity and whenever synchronicities happen is just like to me it's like a kind of a proof that i'm on the right path you know when things come through so yeah so i only wrote two or three of your poems which i was going to tell you and one of it yeah. is the game is rigged in your favor if you choose to accept that as your reality there are so many miracle macarons for you to savor in the quantum afternoon tea yeah this is the same oh it's the same one yeah cool yeah, yeah. so um, i mean uh, it's just you know inspiring you to think beyond your circumstances and not thinking of yourself as a victim of your circumstances mm-hmm. because you know in a parallel universe or in a parallel reality uh what it is that you're suffering from is not even real you know it's there's a different and alternate version of your life and you as the main character in that life that is experiencing another reality so for me th- this was just a coping mechanism because things had literally gotten that bad so you know i was so desperate to find 
anything that I could hold on to so that I would not sink to the you know bottom of the ocean. So this was something that really helped me. And so I thought, why not, you know, like write a poem about it and share. And it's a funny poem, you know, it's it's not even a very deep and sort of dark poem. It's a funny poem because I'm comparing miracles to the macarons you eat in an afternoon tea, really. So, mm. you know, it, it doesn't have to be the case that you're, uh, you know, literally... Um, in your sweats and you know depressed and uh, you know cut off from the world it doesn't have to be the case like you could be perfectly functional you could be going for dinners and lunches out but at the same time suffering personally suffering you know so like you can apply this timeless wisdom to you know any phase in your life you know yeah. however however dark and depressing or, you know, let's say socially functional, you may find yourself to be. Mm -hmm. Have you considered a name, poetic psychologist? You are a poetic psychologist. That's what you are. You use poetry. You're a therapist. You're a poet. You're a psychologist and everything in one. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just something that's happened spontaneously and it's just a process of evolution that I've undergone, you know. Earlier, I wasn't in a position to actually provide that therapy or provide that psychological guidance, you know, or philosophical as well for that matter. But because I've had to work so hard on myself in order to just you know sort of make myself feel comfortable in my skin in a new country and in my circumstances like since you know it was such a challenge to make that happen I underwent a massive learning curve and it was a you know evolutionary process through which the person who was using poetry as a tool started to use it as a tool for a uh, tool to motivate others you know like instead of the victim I became somewhat of a you know sort of encourager or leader of people in a similar situation no that's that's fascinating that's why I wanted to talk to you about I think you understand it very well and you're coming from experience rather than just you know blank in information so like one of my goal with this podcast was the same, like just to bring, you know, just practitioners rather than theorists, you know, the people who are coming from experience and you can feel it. You can feel in the frequency that somebody has gone through something. So I, I love it. And I would love to know your thoughts on power of words. You know, what do you, like when I say this phrase, what comes in your power of words right so you know I feel like language de determines our reality in the sense that we are our reality or the way we perceive it is controlled by our vocabulary or our language or the limitations of our language because uh, you know for example if you aren't familiar with something 
you know like everything has a, a related word in the lexicon if you're not familiar with it then you can't quite you know understand it as well you can't perceive it as a part of your reality if it's happening to you so i feel like um, you know you need to uh, use words as if it's it's just a channel to communicate the experiences that you're having as you go through your life and it's very important to you know form those neural connections and to form you know um the definitions of whatever it is that you think um you get affected by so that's why self expression is really you know vital for your mental well-being and survival so it has proved to be the case for me it has been the one thing that has saved me from utter despondency and isolation so i feel like words play an important role because they help you to put a label or put a tag on exactly what it is you're experiencing in that moment and because you're in a position to do that you're also in a position to do something about it so that's so fascinating yeah words first of all let you explain your what your feeling so somebody might be feeling something and has no words to explain it and that just brings you even more despair and confusion uh, onto what's going on and as you said like words can even shift your reality so the words which you are using and i often pay attention like uh, since i've started having all these conversations with let's say high achievers coaches healers entrepreneurs and all these people out there one common theme which i've not- noticed is they're very you know observant and they're very they pay attention to the words they use they don't use words randomly they're very conscious of their vocabulary what they're using and that's why i started changing my own vocabulary just watching you know other people and like listening to you i realize why why they do that because it, it can just literally it can just shift your reality and it can make you see things which you haven't seen before so fascinating and you have also said you have talked about being an alchemist and you have said you believe in turning pain into something beneficial yeah. can you talk about a little bit of how can we do that of course so i feel like uh, yeah alchemy has been at the core of my philosophy and um, the reason that is the case is because you know suppose you've been only given pain and you know just negativity uh in your life like you've been handed that so it's up to you what you decide to do with it you know it's it's not something that you can just sort of um you know accept and make peace with because uh if you do that then you know that is just a victim consciousness which like you you really need to 
sort of uh, do away with. So if you can turn that pain into something profitable to yourself, then essentially you're making sure that your biggest frustration becomes a phenomenal blessing. You know, this becomes something that uh, takes you to a whole new level. So, you know, as they say, obstacle is the way or, you know, uh, your biggest in your biggest frustration lies even a million dollar business idea, you know, like, so, I mean, it's all, all about, because it's, it's a fact that the human life that we, we all experience that is going to be filled with troubles and tribulations. And that is unfortunately unavoidable. So what you can do with that is to take that pain and, you know, process it and make it make it something, you know, which is, you know, which basically benefits you. And basically, you know, it, it needs to um, personally, you know, just elevate you. you. You can definitely, I can give you my example. So, um, you know, I had so many people who were uh, waiting for me to fail, you know, people who thought that I would never make it in a city like London and people who thought that I had no business being on social media and showing my face, you know, on camera, etc. But I took all that. Um, I, I wrote a book about it to begin with, uh, to express, uh, you know, my challenges and with the hopes that it would reach you know, somebody out there and it would resonate with somebody in a similar situation. So I wrote the book and I um, also created my social media presence. Yeah. All of this in spite of the fact that I was like literally asked to not show my face on it. So, you know, um, and you, at times when you're vulnerable, you do get affected by such naysayers and you do take it to heart but basically um i made these like whatever was said to me i doubled down on it and made them my strengths and um you know i then kind of uh made it so that um you know i exemplified uh those very things that i was uh, i was forbidden to do or to engage in like I uh, wanted to do them and I wanted to do them well. And with the help of the book, I reached out to many, many people out there. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, uh, so, I mean, there hasn't been any looking back really because it was that limiting belief, you know, that people inject into your mind when you're not in a position to have personal boundaries or safeguard yourself against uh you know just this kind of uh the, the external voices that you can't like really disassociate from all this so once you get past that you realize that life is an open road and i mean it's up to you to take the first step and go down that road and you know make whatever it is you want out of it mm -hmm. so yeah, is is there any practical strategy you can suggest to 
you know, put put that shield on when there are a lot of dark lash and naysayers out there, you know, just coming at you. Yeah. Well, one of the strategies that I personally used and I do use is to, but you know, sort of whatever toxicity you experience from whichever people, just burn the bridges with them. And I mean, you are not sort of accountable to them and if they are throwing negativity your way or if they are you know just uh, basically heckling you in a very you know savage way then i mean you can just uh, you know first of all cut off the ties because that's where it all begins you know you you decide to take back the control you don't give them any of your energy you put that energy back into yourself you you use that energy that is leaking from you at that point to you know make something happen for yourself so you know um and then my personal um you know journey has been such that i have redirected the energy to my, myself to elevate myself to the extent that like um you know i have created sufficient distance between the naysayers and myself and uh now uh you know i'm just sort of utilizing the things that i was told as an example of what is not right with the world you know it's not right to just you know randomly shoot people down because of your own inadequacies or because you're projecting something that you lack onto them so you know so because i have done this and created a distance between this this is how you create a distance you know you put redirect the energy to yourself and elevate yourself keep moving forward so that you know that distance gets created automatically yeah that's a, that's a created voice actually It's a great advice. Love it. Thanks. Let's say somebody who understands the power of words and understands the value you're trying to convey when it comes to self-expression in dealing with life. Okay, it's not just about mental health or anything. It's just like life in general. So, what practical advice? you will offer to someone who may be you know interested in using self expression it can be poetry or any other art form as a means of you know coping with life's challenges yeah so i would say um yeah i mean you know you have to believe in the power of authenticity and being true to yourself and you also have to you know like you have to have those beliefs that the world is not black or white you know it's not all bad or it's not all good no matter what your experiences have been like like you will come across some you know good eggs out there as well who could be strangers for you like they could be colleagues whatever like you will find good people so you know like when you're expressing yourself and your deepest darkest uh, thoughts you can imagine that they're reaching that that avatar of a stranger who you don't know enough about them but you feel like you can communicate to them through your art 
or you know through whatever form of expression you choose and um that in itself will help you get past the hesitation of uh you know what will people think and you know i, I haven't had such great experiences with my own personal circle maybe or whatever so like who cares you know just look like look at the end goal of communicating your thoughts to that stranger who doesn't know anything about you but they understand you through you know your particular form of self expression they understand you better and hence you know uh, that that like is mutually beneficial for them as well as for you so no makes sense total sense and what do you think is the mm-hmm. greatest roadblock people face in expressing themselves boldly you know and how how we can overcome that i think it's the you know i do think it's the voices that people put in your head you know it's the it's their limiting beliefs that they want to transfer to you like you know you will never be good at this and you know they are actually basically trying to express that they are the ones who could never do what you do and you know they don't want you to start using that as your strength or even realize that that is your strength and so i feel like the limiting beliefs and the the you know the chatter of the negative chatter basically that people uh you know put into your head like if you can get past those hurdles right like if you can somehow uh set, like just send be centered and from that place of calm collectedness just you know express yourself or put yourself out there in whichever form you desire to that is what you know will help you overcome those roadblocks yeah like in in psychology there's a term called projection people often project their own you know flaws their own fears especially onto other people so when somebody is saying yeah if somebody is saying you can't do that they're just saying i can't do that if i was in your position i would be not be able to do that and a lot of times i think even our loved ones because they care about us and they love us so much so especially people who are near you those are your greatest enemy your friends your parents your loved ones you know your lover and all of that they going to because they care about you the most so they going to just put all their fears because they don't want to lose you they don't want you to get hurt and then they they just going to let you know that how it's not possible how you're going to fuck up and it can just eat you out and stop you i think like in my experience i've seen it being the greatest you know blockage in when it comes to putting yourself out there or doing something new or even expressing yourself you know on social media or in any other art form yeah how how you have dealt with that again for me like um you know i use a lot of things to distract myself like if 
those negative voices or if that negative chatter starts to you know affect me uh, once it once those things have been said to me um if they if i'm if my mind spirals down thinking about those things and i'm not able to perform in the moment then i try to distract myself like i go for long walks i have a cup of fragrant herbal tea i uh, you know just kind of watch endless amounts of indulgent self care content on youtube like there are so many small practical things you can do to you know literally take yourself from that mental you know like that abyss you've fallen down and place yourself in a you know more mindful and more peaceful positive happy place so that's what i do just just lay down in a sauna watch a lot of good positive content and drink herbal tea that's the hack for life <laughs> yeah it's a perfect hack i mean you realize that <laughs> yeah you realize that more and more as you age and grow older that these you know i mean what could be drowned out by alcohol at some point in time doesn't work anymore you know so like herbal tea that sort of thing you know the 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 more like mindful things which are good for you and your body those are what help yeah oh perfect what do you think is a common advice this is a very interesting question actually i wanted to ask you yeah what do you think is the common advice out there regarding expressing yourself that you would like to warn people against right yeah so you know what i can think on the top of my head is um, if uh, you know you feel a lot of anger and uh if you feel any kind of strong intense emotions right like that is when you need to seek help because if you are going to rely on self expression and um uh, you know you're going to shoot down a bunch of kids because you've been uh, ruminating and you know you've been uh, stewing in anger and hatred about uh you know some bullying that happened to you in school and you find your self expression through mass shooting then that is you know something that has gotten totally out of hand and rather you should uh, you know seek help at that point in time and rather than just expressing yourself or relying on you know your own self to cope with whatever you know triggering or trauma causing incident you've been through hmm. right how can somebody can begin on this journey like if somebody wants to what's the first step they take what's the first step you took yeah to putting yourself you know on paper or making making art or of any sort you know, just self expressing themselves you know um one of the things that happened to me when i uh, you know went into a state of depression or the sadness like prolonged sadness was that i was desperate to return to the mainstream and to contribute in some way so for me it came naturally you know like i thought that what is the one thing that i can do 
you know, which does not require for me to uh, even leave the room. So, you know, it just came naturally to me. So you have to find, you know, what it is that you can do to, because it will always be a case of you healing yourself using whatever coping mechanism you do, whether it's meditation or whether it's, you know, uh, chanting or whether, you know, it's poetry writing or just writing in general, you know, you, it will come to you, you know, you will, you will see an inner light as to, you know, what it is you want to do. And once you find that, you know, once you have that why in place, you will find the what, and then you have to just go ahead and, you know, uh, just do it, you know, like you don't have to spend ages contemplating it. You just have to put pen to paper if you're writing or you just have to, you know, just uh, go for a yoga retreat in the Himalayas or whatever it is, you know, you feel like can help you come out of that phase of depression and you just start doing it, you know. So if you're putting yourself out there, uh, that will come later because it, it it was literally ages before I actually shared publicly what I used to write, you know, on an everyday basis. So, uh, you know, that, that will come eventually, you know, you will find the courage to express and be authentic to yourself. Um, and, you know, you would find the courage to put yourself out there and be received by the, you know, warm embrace of the, you know, world, which is full of people in a similar situation. You just have to have the faith, you know. Yeah. So, Eventually, you would not, if you, I think, persist at it and you keep doing it for long enough, I think eventually you'll, you can't resist the pull of not sharing it. I just happens naturally as you said that's so true yeah like would you like to share some of some more of your poetry so i mean um this one is a bit um you know it, it will make you think i hope so um it's called truth bomb and it goes is it better to exist in isolation or be exposed to a barrage of selfishness jealousy and negative emotion you risk it all to take one step to a popular destination and soon realize immersion into your mental metaverse was always the better option. Should I let you I love it. sit with that? I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I think that's my life, actually. <laughs> what you've described. So, so many of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us who are more, uh, come from more, like I'm an anti-social introvert in my life and I am yeah. a creative being I like uh, as like I do podcasting and whatnot and it, it sound, doesn't sound you know it doesn't sound as I'm speaking the truth but the truth is I enjoy introspection and self-examination more than I enjoy conversation yeah so yeah. So I can totally relate to that, you know. I can get lost in my metaverse and just, you know, just explore and and I find find it valuable rather than. So 
socialization and things like that. Yeah. yeah, I think I relate to your poetry when it comes to the earlier one, the ascend one. Yeah, you know? yeah. This one as well. Yeah. It's totally. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> sure, I'll keep it with cool. me. But how do you understand yeah. this one? To me, like this is my truth. You know, this is my life summarized. It's like I've always uh, questioned the you know pros and cons of just you know sort of letting my guard down and letting all sorts of random people in because I've had that opportunity but uh, what I have chosen to do is to you know like really create a sort of moat around myself and not let the kind of people that I, I, I can almost sense that they're not going to contribute they're just gonna you know um sort of not further my like eternal quest for truth and bliss yeah so basically for me like i have spent a lot of time uh thinking and reasoning with myself whether you know popularity is all it's cracked up to be whether you know, you should have a thriving, bursting friend circle and indulge in all the, you know, social gatherings and the clubbing, the dancing, whatever. Like, is is that really for me? And I always come to the conclusion that for me, like, the privacy of my room and, you know, uh, just the ability to either switch off and you know do take some me time and just you know either watch content as I mentioned or to write something creative that really you know helps me be more authentic and expressive like I would choose the latter so that's what I've written it's not worth the bargain let's, let's get into the a little bit about your you talked about your quest for truth and bliss and how does self-expression your poetry helps you in that so i think my poetic process is such that it forces me to revisit or maybe even open some old wounds reopen some old wounds and you know I always try to search for what is the golden nugget here for me to learn which I can share with people so what can I learn from what has happened to me so you know so that is my whole purpose in life at the moment to you know be able to introspect and think deeply about the lessons that I have been taught through the various things that have happened or the experiences I've had which have in any way traumatized me enough to you know force me to think or you know just spiral out of control at times like I just my quest is to take 
all the learnings from this and you know become really clear in my definition of what is my personal truth in this world you know like what is my what have i realized based on the host of experiences that i have had and it is my it is my purpose to be able to take those you know pieces of or those nuggets of wisdom or learning and just you know sort of through poetry um have them reach out to the masses and as many people as you know i can are you familiar with the works of susan cain think so she she wrote a book i think you'll love mm-hmm. she wrote a book called quiet okay so it's about the power of introverts yeah. in the extroverted world yeah. yes i think there was a ted talk about this by amy cuddy as well which became really famous so yeah i know the power of introverts yeah i i could be wrong sorry but off the top of my head I, you could be wrong about what about amy cuddy i i think like i'll have to google it but i think she gave it to uh, okay. the power of introverts or perhaps it was susan keen herself who gave that talk so i'm kind of yeah concerned. probably you have yeah probably you have heard susan keen she gave a ted talk which okay. really got famous it was shared by bill gates bill gates recommended it and a lot of so she in that type it's a fascinating ted talk she talks about like okay extroverts and everything is cool let's think about the greatest inventions the greatest spiritual quests of life right and who are those people doing that you know like buddha left and went alone you know let's say leonardo da vinci made mona lisa so he's and all these you know amazing amazing people not to say that extroverts are not amazing but sometimes in our world uh, introverts get shamed you know to be for being alone and to be isolated and what not so she just it's a it will soothe us and it will just confirm our own you yeah. know it's a little bit narcissistic for yeah. us because we are introverts <laughs> but i think you you would love it just check it out check out that book so and what what do you think what other books have greatly influenced your life right so i think i went through a whole decade of uh, self help and self improvement productivity kind of you know book reading so um i would say my favorite ones um robert green the 48 laws of power and um also other books written by him um and i also like uh, napoleon hills you know very legendary texts which have been converted into a commercial venture but you know like i i mean those kind of books like really got me interested in this sort of in this direction like just i could not only do, not not only did i consume this kind of work through the form of you know just books like standard books but also 
I went back and I watched all the, you know, available YouTube content about them, read blogs and, you know, just, it's just fascinating. I just, you know, really enjoy decoding and sort of, um, you know, dissecting human nature. So it, it's really fascinating for me. And um, obviously, you know, like in order to sustain myself in this, you know, um, in, in the UK and, you know, thrive in the UK, I've had to really work on myself. And uh, in order to, you know, like be able to hold down my several roles in corporate and in the clinical sector like I've really had to work on myself in many ways so these books have offered like some really you know sage advice and which is really practical and useful for anybody who's trying to navigate you know and find their way in this world so yeah what what have you learned so far which fascinated you whether it's a good thing or a bad thing about human nature well Robert Greene's uh, takeaways are, you know, like usually quite dark and they're quite like sneaky and underhanded. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot of truth in what he says. Um, I mean, I feel like the most profound realization is that people want you to do, do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. You know, at the end of the day, we're all self-serving selfish creatures you know like nobody like no matter how close you might be to another person or you know how uh, your life has unfolded in a way that you have to rely on other people or you have to collaborate with them unfortunately you know the world we live in it's like very much you know, cannibalistic, it's man-eat-man. And I mean, I, I feel like that realization that at the end of the day, no, people want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them, no matter how much of a well-wisher they are. Like that just gives me that, you know, um, insight that at the end of the day, it's each one for themselves. Yeah. Nobody is coming to save you. So save yourself probably. Yeah. Don't wait for you know, any Masiya to yeah. come and save you. No, that's that's a great insight. Love it. So if you're, when you're going through this cannibalistic world, as you say, to, so we live in that. Let's acknowledge that. But at the same time, we have to maintain our sanity, right? So are there any tools and or tools or rituals you use on a everyday basis to maintain your well-being? Yeah, so definitely I have my rituals. So like um, if I speak about spiritual rituals, I just, you know, even burn sage and cleanse the aura you know sometimes I do that and um, I also I have like the biggest collection of herbal tea at the moment 
that you can biggest collection in the world <laughs> in my in in my circle at least so um so you know um yeah like those really help and um my go to you know escape like way of escapism is to lose myself in the lives of others and live vicariously through you know other people who create content which shows to me that you know there is there is a certain timeless charm in leading a slow life you know like a life which is not sort of uh, you know it, it's it's not just neck neck and neck competition and it's not just you know trying to uh literally find your way up the ladder you know there is there exists a life beyond all that so i find you know videos related to slow living or you know indulgent living like i find those kind of things like really you know those are the kind of practical rituals i adopt to find my a uh, place of calm so yeah yeah it it has been a fascinating conversation talking to you yeah you have a fascinating brain thank you and i you know love exploring that i would love for you to come back on the show again sure you know absolutely i would love this is my last question for you today if you could put one word or a short message on a giant billboard to reach millions what would it be it's a classic podcasting question yeah, yeah. the only one i could come up with which i genuinely believe should be the one is it's okay not to be okay cuz you know you have to let it go at some point you have to you know give yourself some grace and some you know uh, liberty to be yourself and to you know just enjoy the process basically and like you don't have to be on your a game all the time um if you're feeling down and depressed you know sit with yourself and um you know just explore the facets of your psyche that are you know creating those waves of disturbance in your mind and try to you know just reason with yourself and this whole process it's okay to undergo this process you know it's okay to take time out for yourself and to be easy on yourself basically yeah no that that's so profound i think it's a profound advice it's okay not to be okay yeah, yeah we, we live in a culture and society where, which aims for perfection all the time you know just our movies and all of that stuff you know the people we celebrate we call them celebrities for some reason and we think like celebrities so these are the personality we are celebrating these are the ideals and we are constantly aiming towards them and what kind of people are they they are perfect like corner quote and quote perfect perfect bodies perfect lives and but sooner or later we find out that 
how imperfect they yeah yeah that's not the case that's just a illusion as the name of your book suggests right it's a illusion which we live by and we know it but after know it nothing changes we still unconsciously subconsciously are always aiming for that and i think that really makes you so you're already sad it's okay to feel sad sometimes in life but that aiming for perfection just make makes it takes you know it's just crazy yeah be, before you leave uh, if somebody wants to connect with you and explore your work where they can find you yeah sure so uh, you can find me at uh, the handle soul of divya across social media so you will find me on twitter instagram and youtube at the same handle which is also my personal brand it's called soul of divya so yeah oh, amazing i'll plug everything in the description people can go there and find it and thank you so much my friend it was a privilege talking to you and please come back soon again i'm fascinating by the fascinated by the words you use and i wish to learn a lot of you know crazy words i always fumble reading your poetry out loud so i need to master a lot of right. words right. and i love love your work love what you do and keep doing that uh, my name for you is poetic psychologist that's what you are to me okay thank you so, i'm chatted so yeah. yeah thank you thanks thank you for having me thanks so much it was really amazing speaking to you at length about these topics <laughs>